0: Thank you for joining me again for the Business Mentor Podcast. So I get questions asked around market crashes, the recession, Brexit. And although we don't know what's going to happen, I thought I'd jump on, do a podcast on my own experience of the last recession and base some tips on how you can you know, be prepared. So look, you know, a recession happens on average every 10 years. It's happened since 1946. You don't know how big or how small the recession is going to be obviously the last recession in October, 2007, it took 65 months to recover. So it was quite a big recession. Sometimes the market can recover within nine months, a year, but that took quite a while. So we've we've had a really deep recession. However, the market has been great for the last 10, come to 10 years. Um, so, you know, the signs of things could be changing, obviously Brexit uncertainty, the trade war between China and the U.S. The markets are doing pretty well. Uh, property prices are holding up quite well. So there are some telltale signs, but you never know. But why I think you should always do is be prepared. Now, in 2008, which was coming, you know, on the back of the 2007 recession, I wasn't aware of recession because, you know, going back in the 1990s, I was at school, um, university, so. At that time, you don't really feel the recession because you're not really involved in the market. But the one in 2008, 2007, 2008 was the one that really hit me. And I've got some lessons. So um, I would always say you need to prepare for recessions or market crashes. It's a bit like having a disaster recovery process you have in big businesses. You need to do that for your business. If you're an entrepreneur, that's something you need to look at. Because if you're not prepared when it comes... It could take you out the market. There's so many stories, so many friends I knew who started business at the same time as me, and they were taken out the market completely. You know, unaware of what's happening because they've never really felt a kick, kick in the you know, uh, kick in the stomach. Is probably the best way of saying it. But you know, they did, they did fall on the market. So hopefully, this this podcast will give you some value. And you can use this to just have a bit of a reminder, you know, be prepared. You know, everything with the recession, it comes out the blue. So everyone's, you know, really buoyant. I can remember the last recession, everyone's driving nice cars, champagne. It was going so well. Tony Blair was spending, you know, millions and billions in hospitals. It was going really well. And then slap bang, the recession came, the banks closed, and everyone's thinking, what do we do now? Everything on the TV, I can remember going to the gym um, when my company was really struggling because of recession and trying to stay away from these screens, always talking about recessions and what's happening and what to do because, you know, luckily I had the support network, but if I didn't, like my friends didn't, they really did suffer and they went out of business. So uh, the things, look, the things that cause recessions we can look at is Brexit, you know, we don't know how that's going to happen. Now, you may be listening to this podcast and we've come out, the, the the UK have come out the market well and it's worked out really well, but that could really disrupt the economy. So that is something that could really make, you know, make a big impact in, in so the next few months that could cause a, a recession. Um, the other thing is Bubbles you know, when people are too optimistic, you know, people just borrowing and buying lots of things without thinking about it, credit's really easy to get. You know, there's um, other stuff where um, stuff like Bitcoin, you know, they've well, Bitcoin's come down a lot, but that was a bit like a boom and bust kind of thing, where people thought it's going to go to like 60, 70,000. And I think it's really low at the moment, maybe at like two or 3,000. So that's had a bit of a drop. You know, property price is still quite high. I know in the market I invest in, you know, there's so much competition. People are really chucking money into property. That's sometimes a telltale sign that the crash could come. And really just basically, it's very easy to get a hold of credit. I know there's been some legislation around getting credit, but generally you can get a loan quite easily. Um, and there is money available. When the credit comes, the money goes it's very hard. And uh, the lenders will call in debts if they need to. I can remember buying my own house in um, 2000, I think it was 2006, and we bought it. And it went to get revalued two years later. And you know, properties always go up, it was devalued by 50,000. And I can't believe it. Luckily, we had enough equity in there. But you know, people start devaluing stuff that you bought just because of the market the way it is. So, you know, the first thing that happens in a recession, look, the first thing is, look, the the, the jobs go. And I felt that. I can remember getting that phone call from my client saying, look, Jay, um, unfortunately, we've got to release these contractors, that contractors, and that was like, just call after call after call because there's a ripple effect. You know, obviously clients lose their clients, they don't need the manpower. And we stood in a position where we weren't pointing out the contractors, nobody was recruiting staff, nobody was taking on permanent staff. We'd invested heavily in that market and they weren't taking people on long-term. Um, jobs, long term things. And as much as we ramped up the sales, it just did not work. Now, I was quite fortunate at that particular time, I had a mentor. And um, my mentor really had a chat with me when I didn't know where to go. You know, I remember sitting in my offices and thinking, where do I go with this? And we sat down, and he was the one that really helped me get through the recession by really talking about his own experiences. And that is when I got the power of mentoring because I could really see the vision through his own experiences. So we sat down, we did a SWOT analysis. So when the when the recession does come, um, rather than panicking and saying, "Oh, you know what? Well, we can't do anything." We did a simple SWOT analysis. We looked at all the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities. You know, where could we go in this market? What would react? And from that decision was to go towards a temporary market where people want to for one or two days, weeks. You know, they want it for long term, but obviously short term, we could offer them that solution. And that came out just clarity by sitting with my mentor and saying, look, and him giving me that real power to, to believe you can get through this. You can do this. I've done it. Um, And that's why I mentor now because one of the key things coming out of that experience, I said to myself, once we get out of this, I'm going to be trying to give back and help other people. So, look, you know, the first thing I would do, like in a financial session, SWOT analysis where can you go? Identify new markets, you know, new clients you can work with, and really basically keep moving forward. Keep moving forward day by day, small steps. Do not stop. There's a key saying. Um, I think the Marines said, you know, if you're going through hell, just keep going. The worst thing you can do is stop. I had so many people stop in a recession, they froze, and they couldn't get on that trance because they didn't have the support network, right? They didn't have a, a, a mentor or someone to really guide them because... You know, if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And obviously the mentor, my mentor had been through that. Um, so look, you know, you must keep going small steps every day. And we kept doing that. We kept making the calls. We kept doing the activity. But we were going after a market which we had identified that was going to be a good market coming out of the recession. So first, SWOT analysis. Make sure you're going in the right direction. Support yourself. You know, get good people around you. Identify new markets. And then just basically keep going every day. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep getting the knockbacks. Keep going. Because the more you do, the more you're going to get out of it, And by the way, your competitors are going to be falling away because they may not be doing what you're doing. And the ones that are weak, they're going to be taking out the market. The ones that have been just, you know, just not really been thinking about the model, not really looking to put the effort in because look, in a good cycle, everybody does well. You know, everyone's now setting up businesses just on the back of somebody else, but really how much experience and depth have they got, which people have they got around them. So that's really important. And I think that's really the message I want to give. When it does come, just do them tasks, SWOT analysis, new markets, find yourself with good people, and then keep going. Just keep going recession. Recession, you'll get through it, but you got to keep going. So look, overall, you know, um, the recession will come, and really it does determine how, how much strength you have it's a big mindset challenge because you know, everyone around you is failing There's people that you're going to see now that are just posting stuff and really 10 X in it and say, I'm doing this I'm doing that. And the soon recession comes, you won't see them again because unfortunately the market will hit them hard and the market will reward people who are obviously willing to stick at it and keep going. So look, learning all that, being through that, what can I give? You know, what lessons, what's the key? So they're, they're the actions I would do in a recession. But what could we, you know, learn from now so we're prepared? So I think the key thing is to really be prepared. Look, you've got to anticipate that this is going to come. You know, it's good to be reactive and I was reactive. And luckily, I had the right people around me to get me out that. But, you know, if, what am I doing now to pre- prepare for the next one? So look, the key things, four kind of tips I want to give you, right? First thing is savings, have an emergency fund. Now I was quite lucky because I'd kept some aside for my business profits. But what I would do is I would save at least 10% of profits. Um, start doing that now. So if you've not saved it, you can start now because obviously we're still in a good cycle at the moment. So the sooner you start, the better. Um, and you know, you may say you struggle at times because obviously. The business may not be able to do that, but, you know, get a discipline that when it does come in, you know, put off buying stuff you don't need. You know, a lot of us buy stuff we don't need. Um, can you put that into your emergency fund? Now, by the way, you know, you may never use the emergency fund, but at least it's there in case you need it. Um, and, and I think 10% is a great figure to go off. And if you start doing that consistently, over time, momentum will build. Now, you know, you may start off small, but, you know, eventually over the months, you know, it will gain momentum. As soon as you get that buffer, it's a bit like an insurance policy. You know, if you don't use it, that's great. Um, but if you do need it, you can dip into it. Uh, but I'd always keep an emergency fund. Right. Second thing, multiple streams of income. Now, when I when I, the first question came to me, my only business was recruitment. Now, I did not look at other income streams. I don't forget in 2008, the world is quite different. Social media was just taken off then. We didn't have all these opportunities that we can do, you know, today. Um, And I think having one income stream really put me in a vulnerable position where, you know, obviously the recruitment sector did bounce back in in the temporary market. If it didn't, it could have just taken me out completely. So I've since then focused on multiple streams of income. So I have property. I have my recruitment online company, RecruitmentBoss.com. I have a social media brand where I get brand deals. I'm just moving into speaking now, paid speaking gigs. I've got my podcast and I've got my mentoring academy, so where I help other businesses. So now I've got different streams of income. So should one have a real, real bad effect, I've got other streams of income. Now, by the way, you may say, well, you're not in a position to do that. You know, you can build your brand with more or less just the education, you know, you can start posting on Instagram and all the social media, start building a network, start using, um, you know, just building your network where you can basically sell stuff to, you can, you know, quite easily, um, get into podcasting. You now I have, you know, can you help other people? There's lots of ways where you can build different types of income. Now I've just come off a radio interview with my daughter, which will hopefully be one of the next episodes. And, you know, she's raised 900 pounds selling stuff on eBay, you know, household stuff. You know, I, we didn't have, well, I didn't have the opportunity in 2008. So you can still, you can sell things that you don't know. She's made £900 a 17 months selling stuff really that we don't use. Um, that's not giving all the stuff we've got. Um, I'm sure you can do the same. You know, you can start building that fun from things you don't even use. The old iPhones were great sellers. The old... You know, I had three, four phones lying around. We well, don't even use, and you know, now we sell them on, on eBay. Now she's building something which she will do, and she's only eight years old. Started when she was seven. And here's the thing: you, know, you can sell little things like CDs. Yes, they may be small, but you get the habit of selling things, flipping things, buying things small, selling them cheap. Online companies. Me and Luke did a 30 day challenge. I we built an income stream within 30 days. You can go back and listen to that podcast. So there is opportunities. We are in a, such a good era where there's so many opportunities for you to build multiple streams of income. And the sooner you do that, the better it is. It makes you more powerful in a sense that you're not vulnerable. If you're just in one market, if you're just in, um, uh, you know, a particular sector, you are vulnerable because that could be wiped out tomorrow. You don't know, but you know, it may be the next 50 years. It might be good. You'd, again, this is all anticipation. Yeah. It's preparing. You know, we're not. You know, I'm not saying that something's going to be disruptive. You know, you could be in a market which is going to be there forever. But if you look at the examples of like blockbuster, you look at the way Uber's taken on. You know, the people didn't adapt. Blockbooks, you know, didn't didn't adapt, and Netflix came out the blue. Now, if they adapted, you know, if they looked at the digital rather than saying, "We know that's not something we want to do." they'd be in a far better position because they were ahead of the game. Now, if you're doing well in your business, in your sector, you're ahead of the game. Now's the time to look at other income streams. And I do that with my mentees. We'll sit down, you know, we'll, we'll talk about things. We'll look at where they can add value, where can they have their own little, um, uh, option where they can help with the people. Of course they can. So again, a session with with my mentees, we normally dig out what they've got and build business around that. So that's the the, the third thing. Um, so the second thing, the third thing I did, um, I kept some cash uh, aside Well, I am definitely now when I did invest when, when, my, when the, you know, when the business started coming back to normal, we, we invested in stocks, you know, I bought stocks. So, um, when the recession comes, if you've got the money, you can invest in companies, you know, you can buy stocks really, really cheap, you know, because the market crashes and the market prices go. If I invested In more stocks, I would have made a lot more money. But obviously, I didn't want to go full in. So I invested in companies where they're really low. I can remember some companies, they're at 50p a share and they're at 12 pounds now. So that's a good thing. Start looking at stock markets because then it's like like a sale, basically. Because what happens is the ones who have not prepared, they start panicking and they start selling all the stocks. They start selling the stocks. Sell, 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 sell. Because they're panicking. They're not anticipating And what they don't realise is, yes, you know, they may sell um, at, let's say, for example, it's on the decline. They're selling for half of the value. Let's say a stock is £12 in in a booming market. It then, you know, starts crashing and they sell at £5. Now, what they probably should do is probably buy more at £5, to be honest, because when the stock comes back, they're going to benefit. But they'll panic sell because they don't know whether. You know, the bottom of the market is um, so. The key thing is when you see that, start looking at people in you know, companies like you know. You know, Amazon might be on sale. You've got stuff like Facebook could be dropping now. Amazon's a solid company, so if you're getting that for a sale, I'd go full in. You know, people who invest in Amazon, are oh, just after a recession, they must be millionaires now. You know, if, you, if you've gone in really big into these companies because their share price is rocketed. So stocks and shares, look out for that. Of again, property. You know, I'd look at. You know, bargains the with the prominent property, obviously, borrowing is going to be uh, high. Um, so you need to be careful with that. But again, property, again, a good idea to look at. I invested a lot of my property after we caught a recession. So we start investing in, you know, 0, 09, 10, 11, you know, buying properties uh 65068 or what, which are worth 150 now now. Um, great. You know, I, I can remember, actually, I can remember talking um, to. Um, a guy in one of my masterminds, and he said to me, one of the guys that he knows, and this was must have been 2010, and, you know, I thought I was buying a few properties, I was, you know, going big in property, he'd put a million, 1.5 million into buying property, and what he does, he'll buy, you know, in the sort of, just coming out of the recession, he won't buy it in the recession, so a few years after, and then he'll keep it for maybe four, I think five years, and then he'll sell it. So he'll make the capital growth on that. He'll buy them cheap and sell them. So he buys them, you know, just after the recession, sells them just like a few years before bust. So he knows, and we've done for years. That's when I thought, you know why well, I've got to get into property as well, um, because the sales are only here for a while. And then look, the fourth, and one of the most important things, and I truly believe this, is having the right support network with you. because it's a big mindset thing, the recession. It'll play games with you. It'll feel like it's never going to go. It feels like the whole world's caved in. And if you're around the right people, if you've got a good mentor, and I had a good mentor, and by the way, a mentor is someone who's been there, done it, seen it, Has worn the t-shirt, had the kick in the stomach like I did in the last recession, they can give you that conviction you need. And even if you pop a mastermind, even networking, if you can't get to that mastermind level, but I would surround yourself around people because they're going to come up with the ideas to get you out. Just like the example I gave you about that person who's buying property at 1.5 million. I, I was part of a mastermind. I learned that and I thought, right, well, I'm going to go big into the property and we invest a lot of profits in, 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 into property. And that's paid dividend for us. So look, I hope them four tips, you know, to prepare now, you know, prepare now. Don't wait for every man and his dog to be talking about our oh, recessions coming because that means the recession is already here. Start planning, start small, start putting some savings away, start looking at multiple streams of income. Think if, you know, if you can make less in one and, and spread it out, that's probably better, um, you know, because you know, there's a, a saying, you want to go all in one, you might, you know, lose profits in one area if you focus on two. Yeah, that's true, but I'd rather make less on one, but then split it so the other ones making it because that's making it a bit, you know, you're diversifying um, yeah, there's the, the saying, you go hard in one sector, but I always say spread it out. You know, um, you know, if you have all the eggs in one basket the basket drops and you're in trouble. So, you know, start doing small things. You know, you don't have to, you know, go full into a sector, you know, spend some time flipping on eBay, do things like that, saving 10%. You know, um, if you're in a job, you can do things on the outside by selling things on eBay, um, and selling all the unwanted items, you know, me and my daughter, we spent, Two days before we went to, you know, looking at stuff, preparing, getting all the stuff at the garage, listing it. I've got some photos I'll share one day of all these CDs and, you know, everything we didn't want to sell, we put it on eBay, you know, rather than chucking it, we put it on eBay and now she's made, you know, the money she's made, you know, just getting systems. You've probably got lots of things you can sell. Um, you know, eBay's dead easy. Take a photo off on your app, just download it. If you want to sell your phones, there's things that... This place you don't sell on eBay. You can you can sell it direct to a company. There's lots of things you can do. So good. I hope these. I hope this session. I hope this podcast really helped. You know, I want to talk about how I went through my recession, came out the other side, um, and you can do the same. You know, just be prepared. I, I always say in business, be prepared, um, and uh, you know, taking these steps. I'm sure you will. Look, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. As always, um, I hope you got some great value from this. If you've got any questions, you can get me at my email address, Jay at Businessmentorpodcast.com. And again, not questions make podcasts. The reason I did this podcast today is because people are talking about Brexit and the recession. I'm having questions. What am I doing, Jay? And rather than going out to everybody and telling them what I'm doing, here's some list I'm preparing. So I'm prepared. I'm ready. I've got the right support network. My mentors are with me. I'm working with people on my mentees, and we're ready. We're prepared. We're looking to basically be ready for when this market crashes. It may not come for the next year, two years, five years. We don't know. But the statistics show that the recession. Every 10 years on average, we're in that cycle. You know, um, you know, if it's 10 years' time, yet yeah, from today, just prepare. You know, the more time you have, the more you can prepare, right? Good stuff, great stuff. I wish you all the success, and I'll catch you on the next episode.